You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host, Pierre Strong. Excited with Jimmy. What's going on, Jimmy? Uh I don't know. A uh, little mixed today. Um we uh finally got past 2020, which is uh awesome for all of us. But uh this is uh two days, I mean it's two days now, um, after Jonathan Taves had come out with uh um with the news that he is suffering from uh, an illness that he I believe what were his words? Do you remember? I think he was just saying it, it was, was like a, I remember one of them being drained. lethargic. Lethargic, yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a big one. Um, really good description of it. Very um, I'm trying to think of the word I would give for almost a kind of haunting. Um, and this, of course, comes right after Kirby Doc uh, broke his wrist at the uh, was it? I believe he broke it. Yeah. Um, either way, if it's broken or fractured, he needs surgery in you know, four to five months. Uh, so getting that out of the way, which we'll get a little more into later, um, Pierce, I think you wanted to talk about, uh, our podcast this last year. Yeah. So before that, um, I saw this picture, like you brought up, it's like mixed feelings about 2021 starting. And I saw this picture of the Simpsons, which it just seems like every Simpsons picture is so relatable, especially the older season. And Homer's like, Homer's like, Marge, was that a happier, uh, sad ending? I don't understand. And then like Marge is like, well, it's an ending. (laughs) That's, that's basically 2020, but you know, 2020, it really was a shit year. You know, basically the whole year was spent in a pandemic being locked down, um, I don't know if there will ever be like normal, normal again, what we consider normal again, um, especially now. I don't know what about about you, but right now, since I live in Alberta, it's a province wide lockdown where you can't even see your own family members if they don't live uh, in the same household as you. It's really, oh, really rough. Yeah, it's tough. I couldn't see my sister moved out a few months ago and we couldn't <laughs> even see her for Christmas. But, you know, if it was going to happen in a year like this, like if a pandemic was going to happen, at least it's a year like this where you can uh, use technology to communicate with family. Right, members. right. Oh, geez. Imagine like 
this happening in the 50s or really just any any time where there wasn't uh you know like computers phones or anything imagine like even like the the 90s you know it's just like i'm so bored i want to use the computer but no i want to use the phone to call you know because you can't use them at the same time you know just yeah yeah that's true yeah um but on christmas day i got to i got in like this facebook uh call messenger chat or whatever it is and i like just talked to a bunch of my family members that i haven't seen in years but it was just so it was so awesome just like talking to them it's like you realize we're all going through the same battle and i just wish i just wish that this would be over but you know it is i guess it is what it is well uh if you've seen wonder woman 84 uh this last week you know the wishes are bullshit and also that it's a bad movie um uh i think that you know kind of on that topic um that you mentioned or you know you, you mentioned uh the pandemic and uh so to sort of answer your semi question uh we we have it like um because yeah we don't really have it like um we, we have it statewide we have it state by state that each state has differently um different mandates uh <clears throat> definitely in uh illinois chicago it is like what you talked about is what it was maybe for like the first month here back in march last year even not even really that like they they were pretty lenient about it which uh now like it makes complete sense as to why um uh, we have so many damn uh, cases and uh you know over in alberta and you know specifically edmonton was uh doing really well i mean that's why you know they've got the you know they're hosting the world juniors there that's why they uh they uh host the western conference um for the uh playing around uh what am i going with this <laughs> unfortunately it has not been the same like cases have skyrocketed here and yeah. oh really and i want to oh, say i saw i can't remember when this was but i saw a chart if alberta was its own country to have the most it'd have the fourth most cases in the world behind like the are u.s you, and a couple of other are you countries. serious like it's ridiculous how when much did I, when did I... I how that. much cases have gone up <clears throat> i can't remember well when did like, they the go up exactly was it, it like a holiday thing yeah, it's kind of gone up since like uh, the fall after summer ended. Oh, oh, oh! Well, I thought that after summer. Yeah, after summer, kind of. In the oh, fall. I'm guessing Edmonton, the city itself, is doing pretty well, though. I'm guessing. No, no, it is not. Really? It is not at all. It, we're we're struggling, man. We really. Wow, are. I am. Jesus, well, I'm out of the fucking blue. Jeez, okay. Yeah, well, like so we... how, how are they even holding the the World Juniors there? This I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure they decided that like a while ago. It's like, oh, Edmonton's yeah. cases aren't horrible, and the the Alberta government will actually allow it. So since we got the Western Conference Final and Stanley Cup Final here, why don't we hold the World Juniors here? And I'm pretty sure they were holding right. it there anyways. Uh, but so, um, I think it was supposed to be in Red Deer too, but they're doing just uh, Edmonton now. So mm. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that worked out. Interesting. Well, yeah, I think I started before this episode i mentioned that i felt the last one i i was uh i was like i was really tired um i felt a bit uh like sleep deprived uh, a little i i wasn't really uh, up to date in terms of uh, the news with uh, hockey and all that so i uh i think it's i'm doing a great job starting off by not knowing what the last six months have been happening in edmonton <laughs> Oh man, um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't expect you to know that, dude. It's, it's no, that's the thing. I barely keep up with like the numbers, like place by place in America. Anyways, like I just, I mean, I just see every day here's like a record high new numbers, and it's a, it's just gonna be blah, like blah, that blah. every day until yeah. Well, yeah, here something. it's definitely gonna be that way. There's no 
you know, slowing down to that. Um, but you know what? Yeah, I, I think to your point, you know, it's it really is a, uh, it's a bit of a, you know, the, the yeah, uh, the term mixed feelings. Um, it definitely, definitely sums it all up. I, I felt this was the first New Year's I ever had where I didn't, I wasn't looking to celebrate it. Like I could have. I mean, every year was usually with my family. This is my first, uh, first um, New Year's without uh, my family, um, and that, that's not even just like because of COVID. It's more that I've just I've moved out. I'm not around there, and they've all got their things to do. Um, I, but even that, I could have like you know, um, with Maya, I could have gone. We could have planned you know a little way to celebrate. Um, could have done with her family. I could have done something with my friends. Um, I mean, aside from calling you when you were like absolutely drunk i mean that was that was uh you know definitely its own thing but i no, it, it felt like the one year where i'm like i wasn't i wasn't dying to celebrate it it was just like all right let's just move on like i and i've i've beaten i've definitely been the person uh kind of the uh i put this guy the turn negative nancy it's not like a grandma using that but i really have been like this man who's like <laughs> you sound like a boomer oh, saying that i do but i really have been like the I'm really pissy about it. oh well you know it, I, yeah like like COVID's gonna die uh, when it when it hits uh, midnight or anything like I've I've joked about that all year but like at the same time it is nice to have some some feeling of you know of change maybe there's and, a light uh, at the end of the tunnel right like it's you know it, it's nice to have um it's it, I don't know I guess it's just nice to have like something like it's it, it's a new you're in a new place you know even if that's just like a, a, a number at the end of the year and i mean or you know or you know that's sorry the number at the end of you know the day you write down every day um and uh, i don't know I, I mean i feel like there are things to be uh to, reasons to feel you know hopeful to feel positive i think vaccines coming out you know being on the way um there's already been gonna... vaccines in canada and stuff like a lot of people have already taken it but thankfully it's been mm-hmm. in uh priority priority for healthcare workers which i think is what it should be yeah is it is it healthcare workers i forget what's is it um then the elderly are next in line i forget i think it's a mixture of both i'm not exactly sure i have to do my research on that but oh, uh, good, good. i know they are giving it priority to both so. so you definitely know a little bit more about that than me i've just been like i know that i'm not getting it and honestly it I don't need to be getting it yet because yeah, I'm not the priority, but just I'm probably, I'm probably last on the list, even in like in my family. Cause we have a lot of health problems. Well, I wouldn't say we have a lot of health problems, but we do have some issues. So I'm probably last on the list. Yeah. Me compromised. Yeah. No. But yeah, no, I, I think that there are reasons to, to, uh, and I'm not, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just saying that to, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, just for the sake of it. I really do think that this is, I, uh, I mean, anything's, you know, anything's possible. We found that out last year, but I, I do feel that there's, um, I don't know. I, I have a cautiously optimistic view on all of this. So, uh, you know, here's to hoping that uh, it, it falls up to that. That being said, I, I believe that after this election finally gets done with, uh, I'm not looking forward to uh, the next two weeks when it comes to that. That's going to be a, uh, um, if that if this election wasn't already, it's uh, it's going to be a shit show, an absolute shit show. So. It's just been an ongoing shift show for the past almost two months now. Yeah. So I mean, here's well, here's to you know me uh, to you know my all fellow American friends. Here's to uh, here's to us getting through that, uh, no matter what side you believe in. I think we can all agree it's just been an absolute mess. Um, but uh, on a more positive note, um, let's 
move on to the Blackhawks. Just kidding. Let's not do that. Um, I, you mentioned, or yeah, we, I really forgot um, the, uh, the uh, podcast last year. I think you want to talk about what your uh, favorite moment of it was and kind of talk about, uh, you know, how it went on this last year and whatnot. So I just want to kind of just go off a bit on a tangent, not really a tangent, mm-hmm. but like oh, go off, Queen. this, <laughs> this year, um, obviously it's been tough with, um, uh, just, the whole COVID situation, how it's affect people's physical health as well as mental health. And I just want to say if anyone's ever out there, you're feeling, you know, alone or you're feeling like going through a rough time, just know that my DMs are always open. We're in this together. And this year really, you know, made me realize, you know, as shit as things are, it just things like friends and family and even like a job makes you realize how much you take things for granted especially you and i living in uh north america how much we just kind of take that shit for granted and i oh yeah even though a thing like a job you dread every day pretty much but even just like that that you just realize how much you take for granted and Mm -hmm. i've really come closer with my family i've gotten to know gotten to know my family even better more more than i have before and the kind of the cool thing about my family is we've all learned to we've picked up instruments uh in in quarantine like my brother's been playing drums for the past couple of years he's fucking awesome at it by the way and my dad's like a really has been an instrument to list all his life like he can play drums bass a bit of guitar and like just all of that and my mom got a piano for christmas we got a piano for christmas and obviously i've picked up guitar and and i don't know i just i just it's interesting the kind of how you know we've picked up new activities but i've also get to know my family more and i've had a party with some friends like back in june where things weren't as serious and you just realize that how great people you are that you get to work with these people and not just work with them but also interact with them and i just i'm thankful for all of them and onto the podcast podcast was also yeah. a positive i mean that's pretty cool for your family i, I bought lego star wars and, and hey, that's, played hey, that's that, cool but... you know do you do yeah. you focus on yourself this year you know um, yeah it's a little sappy but i mean you're right yeah, bro. I was playing like with Star Wars all night. Yeah. Bro, that I, I, that's fun. My brother was is actually building a Lego set right now, like one of his old ones. So, oh, what a loser! Jeez, <laughs> imagine playing with Legos. It couldn't be me. Oh man, yeah, but that's terrible. Not like I made three sets this year. <laughs> yeah, but the podcast is always something I looked forward to, and I remember just like we've always done podcasts on and off. But before COVID hit, it was like. You never, we never really had the dedication or motivation to make this a consistent thing. And once quarantine hit, we had, our, I remember we had our first podcast. Oh, yeah. And then right after the next week, we had like, uh, I think Charlie Meliotis on. And then it's like, mm-hmm. wow, these guests. We had Chris more Peters guests on a little bit afterwards. Yeah, yeah, then we had Chris Peters. And then like, I think we really <clears> hit <throat> the peak in like July and August, like when the playoffs were going on and we were like getting out of podcasts like every other day. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of our friends on, we had guests on, like we had Allison Lucan, Christian Shelton and all that and kind of dipped a little bit, but you know, that's kind of the, like the off season yeah. and stuff, but we still had some There was off on. season. There was also just like, I know my life got pretty, uh, it had a hectic on my end and you know, you're, you're working in the, you know, you work at like, you know, in the healthcare area, you know, it's, it's not really a, it's kind of hard not to be uh, you know, busy in some regards. So yeah, it just kind of, to your point, yeah, it, it, it did dip, but I do want to, I kind of want to like drive that point home. It was definitely the biggest thing uh, I feel like with uh, the biggest takeaway I've had with this, um, with all of COVID, the best positive I can take away is, I mean, kind of that exactly is that I, it's not that 
situations like this are you know good or positive in any sense but more that you can uh it's all about what you take out of it right like this hasn't been you know a, an overly positive experience for me or i would think for anybody um but I, I i feel like that i can say that myself and you know you you and i both have you know this has been the, the great thing for us right and it's been a great thing for me not only not only during covid for just kind of uh um my life in general like i've, I've talked openly um on twitter about my uh um, concussion history and um, how it's affected my life and kind of to your point I again okay I saw a tweet <laughs> said take a shot every time you hear to your point on a podcast I just thought of that anyways but to <laughs> that point though um I, I I do um I do think that it really is I it makes you step back and think about what you you know uh what you take for granted you know at least someone who you know I'm not affected by it the way somebody who's lost somebody has right like i'm more in a situation where i just you know it just restricts how i live right and so i'm not gonna i'm not in the same level as somebody else in terms of how it's affected me um at the same time it's been it is tough for you know myself and people like myself who um you know being inside it really you know it can kind of trigger depression and uh sort of a you know crummy living style and i uh, uh, I guess just feeling, uh, you know, just feeling, just feeling the kind of cabin fever, you know? Um, and so uh, our cabin fever, what am I talking about? <laughs> just feeling kind of. No, I know up. exactly what you're talking about. Talking yeah, about. Cause I yeah, remember, so, I think it was yeah. a couple of weeks in the COVID, like after COVID hit and I, I had like a terrible cough. My, my chest was painful and it's like, I had to call in to work and they said, okay, you have to take two weeks off isolate. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like thinking to myself, yeah, I'm sick, but Oh man, this is kind of awesome. I got two weeks off. I don't have to go to work. And then it's like the first couple of days are nice. But then after you're like, Oh my God. And that's stuck. If you feel stuck. Yeah. Like you can't really do anything. And that just goes back to my point where it's like, even something like a job that you just dread pretty much every day that you go into, (laughs) it's like getting out and interacting with people is so important. And I think just not even interacting with people, but just having these experience, like going to a sporting event is just showed how much we take them for granted before this whole thing hit. And I just, I hope when things go back to quote unquote normal, um, that we don't take these things for granted as much as we yeah. used to um but yeah um <laughs> we've kind of gone off a bit but um, no yeah I, I think it's yeah i guess i just i don't know i guess i just want to say that it's 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 nice to again well is is rough as everything is for again like you know a lot of people more much more than you know you know much worse than it would be for me um but just rough for everybody in general um, it, it's nice to look at the fact that there is a, it feels like there is some light at the end of the tunnel and it does feel like there are, it's nice to be able to say that, um, there were things I could take away from it. And hopefully that, that, that hopefully there's, there are things that other people could have too, you know, and I, I can, in saying this, I do just want to say anybody, anybody out there, right. You know, who, um, you know, you're kind of going through it in the situation or there's, or specifically there's, you're going through it, um, and there's like something you just want to do. Like, I, I know I just want to try this one thing out. You know, for me, it's been, um, for me, it was podcasting. It was also um, reviewing films, like writing short uh, film reviews. I know I'm a fucking douchebag. Um, I, <laughs> okay. Roger Ebert. I, I know. Well, no, don't, don't, don't do Roger Ebert like that. Yeah, that's He's true. A Legend. I'm a douchebag. Exactly. Um, 
but uh, like I, I can't urge you enough to just try your best to just do it. And nobody can just do it, especially it's like a desensitize. You put someone in a deprivation tank, you know, like you put them in there. It's, eventually, you just start to ponder. You start to think too much because you have nothing else but you and your thoughts. You know, if you're really stuck in quarantine or even if you go to your job and you come back home and you're just kind of, you know, you, you're just kind of stuck or there's things that you, you usually do that, I, you know, you, you like for me, it was going to the theater. You know, I, I used to do that like every like two, three times a week. Um, and I, I obviously I couldn't do that when the pandemic hit. And so doing this, this was the thing that I needed to pick up finally and, you know, just it, it gave me the motivation and the reason to do it. And it, for me, it's kind of a silly thing to say about a podcast or about reviewing films, but it is for, you know, when you're doing things that you love, it does change your life. You know, it does change um, how you feel day to day. It, it gives you that sense of something to do. You know, like we're human beings. We all want a, a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose, or to do things to make us feel fulfilled. And I, I think this lockdown more than anything has, uh, you know, made us, um, or a lot of us ponder that. Um, I know it, it has for me. And um, so any, yeah, anybody who's listening to this, I, I can't like, I'm begging you for your sake, please, like, please try that thing that you've been wanting to try. This is the perfect time to do it. And it will help you more than ever. Humans need stimulation. We need to do things yeah. like this. We also so. need stimulus checks. That would be nice. I mean, I can't relate, but you know, <laughs> I could do a whole podcast on that. Let's see. I'm not going to get into that, <laughs> especially you're in America. Holy shit. Anyways, we've touched enough on politics more than we should have so um <laughs> so obviously going back to the podcast one of the few things i enjoyed this year uh jimmy it's been great uh i don't want to get to like uh what's the word i'm looking for i don't know but <laughs> but like you've been a great co-host it's been so much fun building up oh. chemistry thinking of ways of uh how we can make yeah i used to better. fucking hate doing this with you i know i, I kind of i kind of i kind of <laughs> No, like I'm not even gonna lie. Like there's some night where some like times where it's like I got anxious before the show, and I'm like, God, oh, do we really have to do it today? But now it's just like I want. No, the funny thing is, it's the same exact. That's that's what I would do. That's like that was the reason I didn't end up doing it is because I was a. Uh, um, I, I mean, my in, in full transparency, and I've talked about this, so it's not anything new. Like my mental health was a, was a was in a really bad state before COVID too. Um, before COVID hit the hit the states and all that, and um, so yeah, like there was there were a lot of things that I didn't do that I wanted to do. And this was probably the biggest one. And, uh, you know, ironically, when I was stuck inside was when I found the almost like, it was almost like, okay, if you can't do it now, you're not doing it at all. And I want now or never. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, if I can't do it while I'm in fucking quarantine, like, yeah. So yeah, now or never. And that's, yeah. So I just can't let you take like no like <laughs> it's definitely a shared thing. We were both kind of st- uh, stepping over our own feet trying to do it, and and I, I want to mention that like I want to hit on that like like any like I'm not I, I'm not like we joke about this. Uh, we're not professional podcast hosts. No, right? not by we're any not stretch of the imagination. Not by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> yes. Um, however, not, yeah. you know. It's yeah, right. Um, you'd hope. Uh but I I I know that I've done this enough to where I feel confident doing it and I know that but obviously we just talked about there there was a time where I was very, very much not 
Um, and I think the biggest thing that I, I, at least myself, I get in my head with is that I look at other people doing things that I want to do and I go, Oh, well, look how well they do it. You know, there's like, what's the point of me even trying it if they're that good. And um, I, I think that, I think it's good to remember that everybody sucks when they start something, right? Like Quentin Tarantino didn't, you know, the guy didn't wake up and just, you know, go, go walk out somewhere and make a movie that was fantastic. Everything sucks at first. Everything sucks at first. So you have to allow yourself. It's almost like a, it kind of an ego thing, right? You have to allow your, your ego to be let go of for a second. You have to let yourself be bad a thing because you know, that's where you start. You don't know anything about this. Even if you do know about it, you haven't done it yet. So unless it's something where you're just, you know, naturally really good at it. And, you know, unless you're like, I don't know, unless you're something like if, if, if you're good at everything you start doing, then that's good for you, man. I good for you. Um, good for you, I guess. Prob- you're probably, yeah, you're probably boring as fuck. That's not like I'm saying it insecurely. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I think that um, I think that that's a big thing to remember that, I mean, we, there's probably one or two things that like someone is specifically good at for me. Like I'm very good with math naturally, but there's not really any other thing that I, just I very much am not. Yeah, because you're a fucking dumb Canadian, man. What else are you supposed to expect? Well, all right. That's why, guys, that's why you guys' dollars are a little bit uh, worth less. You guys can't do your math right. Look where you know, I, 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 you end well, up. Sorry, economy know. shit. Well, you know what? I was I was looking forward to doing this podcast, but I you know, <laughs> kind of just shit on my day. But, you know. As always. Um, you know what? The 2020 was just a whole year of being shit on. So, you know what? I'm used to it at this point. But, but you know what? You keep being <laughs> That's why you're ending this, while you're leaving this podcast and doing your own, doing the P-cast. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but I, before I was rudely interrupted. Uh, for Pierce to uh, talk about things are so much worse for him while I'm not getting a stimulus check here. Right, dude, I'm ending it right now. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, I just urge anybody, I just urge anybody to, uh, seriously, like just allow yourself to, uh, suck at things first. It's, it's a saying that I think that I, I surprised or not surprisingly, ironically, I heard it on the, uh, Steve Dingle podcast. I, God, I think it was, I think it was Adam or, or Steve who said that. And it just really stuck with me. I'm like, okay, like, it's like, I get in the way of myself doing things because I, I, I know that I, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to suck. I'm going to you know be frustrated with myself because I do suck at it. And it's like, yeah, but like, that's, that's just how it is. Like you have to, you have to get better at it. You know, you have to allow yourself to be bad and to feel embarrassed about it if so. And if you put in the time, it pays off. I mean, I'm still shit at this, but I'm enjoying it. So can't complain. I mean, that's all you really can ask for is just having fun with something. Exactly. It's Anyways. not the it's it's like I knew that I was bad at hockey when I was younger because the parents would always say, Well, you know what, Jimmy? It's just it's just all about having fun. You know, you just gotta go out there and have fun. <laughs> like, yeah, man, that you know, I I get you. I, I get what you're getting at. It's okay. Anyways, that was a really let's that was a really uh interesting thing to me to just sit there with. Jesus. Um but uh Oh, does the P and PJ Scott stand for philosophical now? Possibly. I mean, I'm here. Yes. I would. I would actually. Lo- I would love to do a podcast about philosophy. Um, that would be just a lot of life fun. and philosophy and all that. Yeah. Bro, sit down. And be like, bro. Do you ever think about life? I'm like, yeah, man, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, man. Be like Joe Rogan. Just like, damn, bro, that's wild. Damn, Jamie, can you pull that up really quick? 
<laughs> so this buddy of mine. So this buddy of mine, you know, he was thinking about things, you know, and uh, have you tried a, what's it? It's a DVT. Yeah, DVT. Have <laughs> you tried DVT? Yeah, oh my God. That's crazy, man. But uh, the, the craziest thing is, Jamie, I really need to pull that video up by, about DBT. So, yeah, that, I, I sorry. I don't listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I have no jokes about that besides DBT. I have nothing besides Pull that up, jokes. or Jamie, can you pull that up, her buddy of mine? Exactly. <laughs> so, when I was thinking about my favorite podcast one of the year, it's so obscure, but... Sure. It was the one we did with Steve Dangle, of course. And right That's obscure as hell. Wow. <laughs> no, but like the, the part <laughs> itself is obscure because Steve told so many great stories. And just like right at the end of the podcast, right before we let him go, I checked my Snapchat because I took a picture and I was like st- interviewing Steve Dangle. And then oh, my, my God. Brother, <laughs> my brother like commented on the picture, snapped me back, and he's like, kind of looks like Jim Halpert. <laughs> and then just the, look on, just the look on Steve's face was like the most priceless thing ever. And I like was I think it's on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, it you is can see YouTube, can which... see his uh, wonderful reaction. Yeah, that was that was funny as hell. I don't know. Oh, I did, it, it, it just it was so random. It just, it just stuck out to me as my favorite. The John Taveras one is good, but so much Jim Halpert. I just <laughs> two completely <laughs> different like types of looks. <laughs> yeah. Gives Jim Halpert staring to camera. Speaking of your brother, um, what what Lego set is he making? I think he's making a Lego Batman set. That's fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. He's not even a loser though, anymore. Even though literally earlier, like, oh, what a fucking loser. You know? I, no, no I, I literally made a joke alluding to the fact that I have done Legos as well and it was sarcastic. But look at you bringing it back yeah, to me and yeah, throwing yeah. it in my face. Oh, yeah. I'm going like, to yuck my hands like yeah, that. It was spit in my face. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. Why you got to josh me like that, bro? Bro, I'm just joshing you around. All right. Yeah. Um, so on to more positive things. Uh, Kirby Duck and Jonathan Taze are both out, which dead. Uh, oh <laughs> they're, boy. Dead. they're dead. Are they even alive right now? Can we confirm that? Especially Jonathan Taze. Have you seen Jonathan Taze at all? No. Yeah. yeah. There's no way of proving it. No. Uh, there's something, I don't know if it was you or somebody in, a, in our friend group had mentioned. Um, how long do you think Bowman knew about this? That's a good question. I have no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely, well, we definitely know the answer, but it makes you like, uh, makes you think, like, do you, like, I don't know, do you think he might have known about this for a while? Because it, it, I don't know, it it just seems, there's something, there's something going on. And I don't think it's a good thing. I think that there is, we already know that this front office is incompetent right now. And that's putting Uh, it nicely. Yeah, I mean, that I, I think we can say safely say that mostly goes with the biggest issue is that it mostly goes to Bowman, but the, I think the bigger issue is that it's Rocky Words giving him the chance to make these decisions. I like love Rocky complete Words. full control, right? And I love Rocky Words, man. I'll never, I'll owe that man so much for the championships he brought here. Um, I know that I wasn't the one waiting 49 years for it, but I. Like, come on, man. You know, three cups in six years, first cup in 49 years. I mean, that that's, you know, that's that's truly special. Have you ever heard of the cup quota thing? Cup. Mm, I feel like I know what you're going to, but I haven't heard of that actual um, term. So 
So realistically, your team is supposed to win at least one cup oh, in thirty that. years. And oh. humans usually live about a ninety-year life, so you'd think your team would win maybe three cups, give or take one, and within your ninety years, let's say. And the Blackhawks won three in six years. My cup quota is yeah. good for my entire life. The Blackhawks <laughs> could not win another cup for the rest of my life, and I would be fine with that because uh, they've yeah. already filled my cup quota. You gotta stop it. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not trying. To... Oh, I thought you really like, filled my cup. It's like, no, oh, I wasn't. No. I was like, <laughs> oh, then that's that's impressive. Wow. Awkward. Um, <laughs> that's funny as fuck. <laughs> filled my cup quota. Yeah, I wasn't like. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't even <laughs> oh my god, it was so on brand for you that I thought, come on, man. That's Anyways. Funny. The one time on, I man. don't try to be funny, I actually make you laugh. Will you shut up, man? Will you shut up, man? Um, yeah, but exactly, exactly. To your point, Rocky. Um, I, 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 I can't unless Rocky Words goes outside and just decides to kick a puppy on camera. Like I don't have any known reason to don't be genuinely dislike the man. Like I, 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 you just said, he did something. He he brought forward and you know, um, overlooked something truly special that, you know, doesn't, if your team can do that, it's, you know, that, that's genuinely special. I, I don't also put it like that's, it's incredible. Um, that being said, uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. This is a team that, that it, it was a team that knew what players to shed and not to overreact. That was the biggest thing about the Blackhawks. They didn't overreact. 2013-14 season, they lose to the Kings. Uh, they were one ass bounce off Nicoletti away from, you know, <laughs> oh, being in the finals and most likely killing the Rangers. I hate all Rangers honest. fans that are like, oh, it would have been the Blackhawks. Like, no, whoever no. won that series. Are you kidding me? Don't are you? Go. No, no. The Blackhawks were arguably much better than the Kings, and the Kings were on a hot streak. God bless Henrik Lundqvist, but he would have not won that series. No. for them. No, no, there's no way. Which, um, did we ever bring that up, the Henrik Lundqvist thing? I don't think we did. I don't think no. we did. I it's just don't, I don't. I don't remember it. I think we'll get into that. We'll, we're going to talk about the signings, so we can definitely get into that in a minute. But yeah. um, but I just, yeah, just to kind of hit on, like, just to kind of finish uh, that thought that this this team went from yeah they they, they had that that uh that rough uh, ending like just an awful ending. You know, some teams would a lot of teams would just blow it up. Um, or oh, not, it, even, oh, not even blow it up, but they make a, a dumb move or two. They move Nick Letty and they and signed Brad, Brad Richards, Richards yeah. and, which is you could argue was Nick Letty is not exactly the best defensively. You could argue that Brad Richards, oh, I, I wouldn't trade the guy one for one for Letty, but you know, it was they they didn't need Letty necessarily, even I don't think he would have been good in the third pair. It's kind goal. of a luxury that they couldn't afford, right? And I, I Richard was exactly what they needed. Especially they needed the they needed that, that center depth, especially against LA, where they had Kopitar, Carter, and Richards as their one, two, oh, three yeah. punch at center. So you needed forgot. you needed someone like Brad Richards who could fill that second line center role. You need your own Richards. Wow, that's crazy. And then you know, getting Antoine Vermette, which again, a bit you know, it's an overpay on paper, but it's one that you need to make, and that that's the different. That's and he won the cup, so who gives a damn? Yeah, 
two couple. Uh, and who did Arizona pick with that too. pick? I couldn't tell you. And who is Klaus exactly. Dahlbeck? Uh, probably not playing in the NHL. So you know what? <laughs> oh my God, Klaus Dahlbeck! Completely forgot about him. <laughs> Holy shit, that's really weird. Anyways, um, yeah. So it's just insane that this team that knew when to to make a move and when not to, and especially knew when not to panic. Uh, I mean, when has Bowman not panicked the last last few years? And so, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's just I don't know. We I don't even no. We need to talk about the uh, we talked about um, Jamie Faulkner and uh, yeah, we had uh, the uh, front office changes. Uh, me messing up her name three different times like an asshole. What do you? What do you? Oh man, I can't remember what you said. Jamie Kishner. So yeah, Jamie Kishner. Oh my god, oh, I don't even. I don't even know what the rest is. I don't even know what the other ones were, but they weren't good, I'm sure. <laughs> they weren't any more flattering than that. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, there's definitely something going on. And, uh, yeah, Taves, Doc, um, out for – Doc out for, we know, for basically the year. Like, you can just call it the year. Nylander's out for – I don't know. He's come back. Nylander was already – Nylander. We already talked about Nylander, but, yeah, Doc's not going coming back. He shouldn't come back. He should not try to come back. There's no reason to play the last two games at the end of the year. Um, do you think this is something that affects him long term? Um, no, I don't. I, I personally okay. don't. I I'm like, I don't think that it necessarily would. There's also the part of me that just with we're, the, the, the not the luck of this team, but just how disastrous this team has been the last little while. I'm like, you know, it's hard to uh, hard to uh, be optimistic about it, or like you don't want to get too optimistic about it, you know, and then get your dreams crushed, which. Uh, uh, I don't know. This team seems to be doing the last couple of years or so. So, oh, uh, oh I just gosh. see it. Um, I just see it as you can't live your life in fear. If you're gonna worry about yeah, a hockey into... player, if you're gonna worry about a hockey player's wrist injury, I mean, like, exactly. Yeah. I I think Kirby Duck will be just fine. Like the guys, he turns twenty. And I think a couple of weeks actually. Because you said that entire like existential crisis of like, man, I let the sports team affect me quite a lot, don't I? Yeah, like. <laughs> it, 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 like he'll he'll be fine. Uh, I, I'm I'm like confident he'll be fine. <clears throat> well, I've just man, I've just heard players um have a wrist injury and then I, uh, young in their career and then it affects them for a while and it's just like oh man, like I almost feel bad for like I work for the guy like you know you're like not even because he's a player on my favorite team like dude he was captaining he was captaining Team Canada in the World Juniors that's not a like that's that's a big deal and he hear him talk about it that clearly meant a lot to him in his first game he's just dancing all around the ice and then bam broken wrist like it's hockey from the silliest happens. Play. are you just gonna prevent a, a hockey player oh who oh is... that was we i don't think we talked oh we no wait did we talk about i'm pretty sure we did. About this? like this happened during the podcast yeah oh it broke yeah during the podcast because i remember you being like oh man i'm like oh what happened and he said kirby dodge yeah. might be injured and and yeah. Rangers fans are like, no, that's not the rest of the reason why we didn't send Lafferty in here. Blah, blah, blah. Like, well, like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, that, the, no. Come on, like, dude. Injuries happen, man. Like, you can't just. He could have easily this. had that in training camp. Look at the, look at the play that happened. It wasn't like it was like some crazy hit that, you know, it wasn't like a contact play. It was just a little shove. 
And I've learned, he, he again, you can't just live your life in fear. Oh, we can't send Kirby Duck out because uh, he might injure his wrist. Oh, I saw this Mark Lazarus tweet. It's like, oh, maybe he shouldn't open the door. There could have been a stranger outside that shot him. You know, you can't just live in fear the whole, <laughs> your whole life now. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what you were talking about. I was like, okay, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, I'm trying to, yeah, the ridiculous narrative going around for the last week. I just completely like after like two days of it, I'm like, I might have to think about that. Like, that's just so fucking stupid. Like, you so, br- I can't, like I, I can't like think I, about it. I'm not going to. Like, I brought up the fact that World Juniors, it's like it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity, especially for a high draft pick like Kirby Duck, who made the jump to the NHL last year, didn't even get to play in it because he was so good. Um, he yeah. finally gets this chance by a miracle because of covid that whole thing that's been happening right for it just, the almost past year and yeah, the nhl has positive out of it yeah. yeah and he gets to represent team canada the captain um most like little canadian boys dream about it like most boys like hockey boys dream about this not, not only playing for the world junior but captaining a world junior team when this might be your only chance are you just gonna say no we're not gonna let you do that <clears throat> uh you have to play for it like you have to stay here because you might get injured you know are you gonna tell him that like i think they made the right decision and you know yeah. what shit happens in life you can't just live in fear i think <clears throat> kirby duck's gonna be fine and i don't want to say this season is a lost cause but oh boy it's bleak but you know what don't don't risk getting him out of the rush. last couple of games do not rush him do not just take your time the hawks seem to have been better about that the last little while ever since they rushed Corey crawford back in the worst way um um and i i would think that they understand that like especially with the young player like what are you getting out of that what are you getting out of like 10 games of kirby doc you're not gonna have fans there anyways it, just, it really doesn't matter that much anyway like, someone from a... rockford play that's also young <clears throat> give them a chance yeah. you got with them yeah so i yeah i think we're in agreement that definitely yeah like not hoping that he stays out the year but i hope that he takes the year off so to say um with something like that mm-hmm. take all the time he needs to rehab because that kid's got a long long career ahead of him not and worth like not worth wasting a year of and it sucks that he's injured i it, it sucks that you know he or can't say, play here sorry not worth uh you know ruining more in the future just because you want to play yeah, yeah that's what i was trying to get at like the yeah like, it exactly. sucks he got injured it sucks he can't play but you know hopefully we look back at this as just like one little blip in his career and that he comes on and becomes this like franchise center that we wanted him to be yeah and i have i honestly have full uh confidence in that I did too. It's gonna to be special, man. Like you like saw him at the World Juniors. Game. Yes, it's against his his uh, peer group, but like yeah. he has the guy. He knows how to play hockey, and oh, yeah, well, he'll continue to get better and better. The thing I love about him is that like he he's so damn smart. Like and, like you can have you can have all the skill in the world, but like a big thing uh, a guy I think about, um, and it's kind of weird. A guy I almost feel like he plays a bit like. Completely different size frames, completely different frames. Uh, Braden Point, honestly, I, 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 I Point, don't know nothing why. but I, love for him. Just the way that he'll get into the zone and he, uh, he knows how to take his time to make a play. You know, the, like the, God, watching Braden Point enter the zone and cut back, not just the William Nylander cut back and then look for a second to make a pass. And I love, I love William Nylander, but holy shit, he, he does that a bit much. Um, the way he'll he'll turn, he'll cut back if he needs to. But then he'll move into the middle of the ice, draw guys to him, and then know who's coming up. Like he, to have the awareness of mind to know who's going to come up the ice to get that to them. But like the, people don't realize how tough that is. 
I don't think the general person realizes how tough that is. You, it's just, this isn't NHL 21. He's, he's not looking overhead. He's not going to see all these plays. He, this is one guy looking straight in front of him. And the fact that he knows how to, to, to make that play, I'm sorry, I'm like going out about a stupid play, but like Braden Point is very underappreciated. And if Doc can do anything like what he does, I'll be a very happy man. Um, but uh, um, I, will, I will say, I'm not getting into it today. I have, uh, I have an interesting uh, Kirby Doc story um to uh oh my god get into eventually but that's going to come later this year you don't even have to you don't even have to tell it we can just like look at it on twitter if you really listen to the show that much oh no i need i need to tell at some point i need to tell it at some point just it's just just to laugh about it get out of my system um but uh moving uh moving on to Speaking of elite centers, so we signed Carl Soderberg to a one-year, one million. Oh yeah, let's get into that. Let's. I kind of get into. Um. Honestly, yeah, and and I think this is a great thing to transition to, especially talking about the lack of centers in the Hawks. There's a couple of things I want to get into here. Um. I'm sure you are so happy to have to talk about this wonderful thing. Oh yeah, I've been looking forward to it the whole time. There's a signing here at center, and the I think the bigger issue is that, or the the bigger story though, is that there's a not like a non-signing. Dylan Strom, and yep. you gotta wonder. Why, like, talk, we talked about the front office. Why isn't Dylan Strom signed to even just a year of a contract? What is the holdup there? I don't know what the holdup could be. Like, like that's yeah. The Blackhawks need centers. Dylan Strom needs a contract. The Blackhawks need like, a they just center. Come together. Yeah, exactly. Like, give if you want to. What is we saw this with Corey Crawford, right? What what did he go to uh, New Jersey for? Is it three point nine a year? Three point, yeah, something like that. What the, what the Hawks offer him? Three point two five. I can't even remember to be honest. It's it, it wasn't that far off, and even if it was like even around a million, you can spare a million for a goalie as good as Corey Crawford. You, you can think offer that? Do you think the Blackhawks make the playoffs in the division or at the very least fight for a divisional spot if Corey Crawford is still here? Because I certainly do. Oh, they fight for it. They fight for it. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, this is a terrible team on paper right now, but like. It's Corey Crawford. I like mean, if, it, if like best case scenario, Doc and Taves are healthy and Crawford's oh, team, oh, I think they're all fight there for a playoff spot. Oh, for sure. With with the, with all those, yeah, I think if I think even if Taves and Doc injured, you get Strom signed. I think the crazier things have happened. Like that's the thing. It's the NHL. Like I'm not saying that that generally would happen. I think that a guy like Corey Crawford though drags you kicking and screaming to the playoffs. Like, so I I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past him, I should say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's there's clearly something going on in the way Bowman's negotiating, or it sure seems like it. I should say I don't I don't know what's going on up there, but from all signs up down down here, it I I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it. Hey, you know um, who we're having I, on tomorrow that could help us uh, kind of give a better uh, sight. Oh man, I, what was there? Better insight. That's a better, yeah. better ins- That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, there, thank yeah, you. Yeah, words are tough. Words, yeah, are, tough. words are tough. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Scott Powers is coming on tomorrow. Oh yeah. Do we, we, we mention that we have this big ass uh, podcast lineup coming on tomorrow? Well, oh man, yeah. We have a lot of previews. It, we're, we're we're recording it tomorrow. It won't be out till Tuesday though. So I'm hoping uh, it won't be too out of date because we're trying to follow our Friday and uh, Tuesday schedule. When is the Hawks open training camp exactly? I, I forget that. Um, I'm pretty sure like earlier. the bottom seven teams open their training camps already. So I would imagine that they open it like on Monday or something. Okay, I guess like it's a good time to uh, 
have that come out, then okay. I mean, it shouldn't be too yeah, bad. Like a Hopefully week, like a week not. before the season starts, kind of like that. But yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. So Scott Powers is coming on. We're having uh, Brad Crisco of the Wing Real Podcast coming on again to discuss the Detroit Red Wings. We're having uh, Saad Yusuf of the Athletic Dallas come discuss the Dallas. Bro, we're having Saad on the podcast. Wow, Bro, we we got him back, back again. again. I know, Dude. like the fourth time or something like that. But it'll get traded mid podcast. <laughs> and then we have Marin Angus of uh, Broadway Sports, who writes for the Nashville Predators. We'll have her on too to discuss the Nashville Predators. And uh, yeah, we're very I'm much really excited forward. to talk about the Predators. I have uh, a lot of um, Predators mutuals on Twitter, so I'm going to for that one. I'm actually going to just drop in like in the chat up with them, and I'm just going to say, "All right, questions." Like <laughs> I know, do it. Do it. There, yeah, there's no, there's yeah, there's no questions that I, any Blackhawks friends I have are going to. Any meaningful ones besides uh, really terrible jokes about their fans? That's probably about it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, tomorrow's going to be an absolute banger fest. Oh, it's going to be fun. So. Oh yeah, by the way, it's uh, I think it's uh, Aaron Angus comes on at eleven uh, a.m. Central, then uh, Scott <laughs> Powers or uh, Saad Yusuf at twelve p.m. Central, and then uh, uh, Scott Powers at one p.m. I'm pretty sure My that's how it goes. Brain but... is going to be fried. <laughs> back to back to back, and then Brad Crisco will be on later that night. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, great. I mean, Brett Crisco, just an absolute delight to talk to. Absolute beauty. We had on Scott Powers before, but the freaking uh, podcast file. Like, oh, the Frig Fraglin like, podcast. The oh, yeah, Frig, yeah. Mother Frig Fraglin podcast got corrupted, and that's like probably the most disappointing <laughs> the disappointing moment of our podcast career. The worst moment was... of 2020. Because, yeah, definitely. Because Scott Powers dropped some bombs in that podcast, so... Yeah, no, that was it was actually really good, and then it did fucking, yeah, that was. But you know what? We're having him on, and uh, hopefully it doesn't corrupt this time. So maybe, hopefully, there isn't a Scott Powers curse. Yeah, hopefully, there's not a Scott Power outage. Uh, I get it because yeah. that's really funny, right? Isn't that really funny? That's okay. really funny. I think. Great Scott. Okay, no, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Great Scott. Wow. Wow, the only funny office moment ever? That's crazy. Great Scott! <laughs> I want to watch that. I want to watch that just for that. You know. So I'm just kind uh, of skimming through this uh, how the Blackhawks, Carl Soderberg, and Carl Soderberg came together from Scott Powers. Yeah. The first thing that I really that stuck out to me, at 35, Soderberg is 16 <clears throat> years older than Kirby Doc. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to start it off, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think about Carl Soderberg? I think he's perfectly fine as a third line center, and he's probably going to get a net some decent assets at the trade deadline, considering he's a center and only makes one million dollars, and historically produces decently well, like half a point per game kind of player. So, and, but the okay, thing let's is, be honest, the Hawks are trash, but um, th- their offensive talent is much like even without Taves and Doc. I very much trust in their offensive like skill overall than the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Your best player on there is Phil Kessel. I mean, okay, I'm probably gonna forget something and feel dumb for it later. But Phil Kessel hey, come is on. your Oliver best. Is, your... is still a Norse uh, kind of defenseman. You forgot about him. Uh, yeah, obviously. No, I'm, are you are you are you Josh me, bro? Or, um, I mean, like more offensively, uh, like offensive uh, for a uh, forward core. Geez, that's the term I'm looking for. Offensively, overall, um, yeah, I mean, I, 
I'd maybe take the Coyotes. I mean, I don't think that their defense – like, they're they're I like them more defensively on their back end. Um, yeah, with, like, Chikrin and – Right, Thomerson. and yeah. and I think that on the power play, um, you, you can get a guy like Carl Soderberg. He played in the power play for the Coyotes. He was a net front guy. You know, the Hawks can kind of have, like, you know, what they have with an easy mom, just slap him in front. Have he is he is a bit like an easy mob, just a big guy who gets some points. Um, I think that's a pretty good comparable, don't you? Yeah, I think he's a bit yeah. better better defensively, and I think he's just a better oh, player. Yeah. But yes, definitely, definitely better player. But the style I think is sort of there, just you know what he can uh, he can bring to their team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hopefully better defensively than easy mob. He was uh, oof, he was interesting, man. Um. And no, he was always in the penalty kill. That was the interesting thing. He was not good defensively, but he was he was always in the penalty kill. Big body um, move blur. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and here, yeah big body and move here's blur. one point that I really like because a lot of people are they're thinking about the signing. You know, why are we signing a 35-year-old Carl Soderberg when we have all these young guys from Rockford? And yeah, I kind of agree bodies. with that, but you also need you need one, you need bodies. Experienced bodies. And, <laughs> yeah. And you need like you need competition too. You can't just say, "Oh, here you go, uh, Brandon Hagel or Philip Kershaw. Here's a roster spot." No, you got to battle for it. And another thing is, um, this is also from the Steve Nangle podcast, but not from any one of the members. This is from Eric Engels when they had him on. Is that you need someone to jump in front of the grenade and take it? I mean, you can't just throw all these young guys in there and expect them to jump in front of the grenade and take it. You got to about the Blackhawks. No, this was about uh, uh, the Ottawa Senators when he was talking about the Ottawa Senators. Um. But he's right. He's absolutely right. But you need yeah. you need people that can jump in front of grenades that have been there. And I think Carl Soderberg is perfect for that. I think someone like Matthias Janmark is perfect for that. So oh, yeah, I'm a huge huge Janmark fan. I'm glad his, uh, he'll be on the Blackhawks. But he would be he'd be a great piece to move at the deadline. Especially, it's the perfect it's the perfect um, situation in terms of an asset you can move. Definitely huge asterisk. Huge asterisk. If Bowman is smart enough to do it, which I'm very worried about. Yeah, I um, don't have much confidence for him to like not make a move, but make a good move that gets. Like, yeah, if we're talking about for like let's put like uh sort of um in the uh style of uh Steve Dingle podcast with the potato making the draft. Let's have the potato making the average deadline move. But T.S. Yanmark is a great player defensively and he played in a system where he was he had to play better defensively. His point production went down because of it. Now he's going to a system, Jeremy Colleton, where he'll still be able to you know have that you know he have that defensive presence. I think you know it's not the the best defensive system, but a guy like David Camp, it might be the know, worst can, defensive system in the NHL. In the NHL, yeah. But guys like David Camp and Ryan Carpenter are still um, able to you know they're still able, still able to you know make their presence known defensively. And Yanmark will probably play in a role where he can do that. Um, but he'll, he'll also, I think, be in a system where he'll be able to put up more points. He'll be given more chances offensively. You know, even just shift to shift. You know, it's a team that's a little more run and gun. I could talk about the issues with that. But in terms of him as an asset, there's a chance he puts up a good amount of points and uh, is still seen as a good player defensively. And uh, most hockey men don't care about the underlying stats, which he could have good underlying stats this year. But if if the talk is he's good defensively and that you see points on the board, um, you would think he could get a good return. Um, and package him with a guy like Carl Soderberg who can, you know, um, not do really the same. He's, you know, better offensively, you know, just has been in his career. Um, and is, you know, he's decent defensively, like we mentioned. Um, you know, there's a, 
it was a guy who couldn't you can you know put on the power play let him rack up some points and then you know sell him as that to a team uh you know at the deadline you can you can definitely do that i, I definitely think they can do that lucas walmark um I'm curious how do you feel about him like what do you because he, he's a bit of a in between for me when it comes to that i could see him being someone who maybe they keep past this year he's a little bit younger yeah, he's interesting because of the fact yeah. that he is a bit younger and he's showing like isn't he 25? Yeah, he's 25. He just he's showing he wasn't just he was just wasn't tendered by uh, the uh, Hurricanes huh? Panthers. Yeah, cuz he got traded oh, to Florida. He traded like, to the... Yeah, he kind of fell favor with Carolina because they got guys like Aho, Nichash, Stahl down their center core and he got guys right. like you know, <clears throat> Teravainen and uh, Sevechnikov <laughs> emerging and Fogo and all those guys. like Carolina is just such a damn good roster that Lucas Walmart yeah. kind of got lost in the fold and he had decent numbers like he's someone who could put up 10 goals 15 assists over an 8-2 game pace which is not horrible and he went to Florida and it just did not work out so I potentially could see Lucas Walmart as a piece that they can keep uh, going forward but uh, if he has like say a, a decent season and they can get a good uh, draft pick for him or a decent prospect for him then I say move him I think he's a good asset to have yeah, no, I I feel like there's definitely a, a ch- especially a for that price. Should I ask? Yeah, he's only nine hundred fifty k. Like it's low risk. Yeah, he'll definitely he'll it's definitely zero risk pretty much. I doubt you're signing him for much more unless he has some like Richard Panic kind of year just out of nowhere. I, I don't think that he's going to get much more than that the year after. Um, I've it, it's tough because I, I love Jay Fresh's uh his IEA cards. Um, you can get them to his Patreon. Uh, gonna plug him there. Really good stuff. Um, but yeah, no, um, uh, I mean, Jerry Precious thing, I definitely look at it more of like a, it, it tells more about a system, but, uh, Walmart had very, very good numbers in terms of, uh, expected goals against and even strength defense. Um, his expected goals for was actually, uh, pretty high as well. It was in the 82 percentile, even strength offense, even strength offense was pretty low. I, I believe he did score a bit on the power play. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's more of just a, a lack of, um, uh, lack of like um shot volume and whatnot or whatever um i have to look more into that um wasn't the best on the penalty kill or in terms of uh assist per 60 um and he was he was about average in the power play um and his goals for 60 well as well in the 46 percent um and the biggest thing though to uh take into account is his quality of competition was like was in the eight percentile it was pretty low so i'm curious to see i, I really want to see him put into a uh, sort of a bottom six, like make or break role, um, maybe like as a third line center. I think he definitely could get a third line center role. He right probably now. will. I don't think he, I don't see why he wouldn't. So uh, yeah, no, um, I, I really want to see what they uh, can get out of him. I think the Mark, you know, he's been in the league longer. You kind of know more of what you're getting out of him. I, I'd love to see him around longer, but I, I, I really think that what you get at the deadline would probably be more, probably much more um, valuable than keeping him long term you know like i i think he got much more value in that so yeah i definitely think yeah mark and silverberg just just let them rack up points this year just put them on the power play like let cam throw pucks off of them and then sell them for the king you know, not king's ransom but you know let gm oversell to you absolutely instead of it being the other way around first time moment uh, yeah, that that would be it first in a while 
And that's going to be the thing this year is that uh, we're going to have to look a lot more long-term instead of, you know, the, you know, short-term because this year is exactly. going to be miserable. Quite frankly, we might even finish below the Red Wings just looking at our goal. No, I, I, think and, gonna, and our... I think they're going to fall end up worse in the league. I, I have no doubt about that unless yeah. Malcolm Subban does. And here's the thing is he only, and this is a thread of a hope. Malcolm Subban is known to be better against facing more shots, right? James Reimer was like this in Toronto. People don't seem to understand that they forget nowadays, but that's a whole argument I could have for a long time. I don't know why I'm very passionate about that, but I am. However, um, he is better against more shots. So, I mean, you could see him develop more with that. Um, well, he's certainly so going to get his shots in. That's for, tr- that's for true. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. That's that's pretty funny. I'm trying that's to be funny. funny. Really? No. Because that's exactly something you would say trying to be funny. No, no, I'm not. Oh, oh, okay. No, I just I just feel like a dick. But he will get shots in absolutely. Um, Colin Delia, I I don't know how to feel about. I I don't I don't know I don't know man. I don't I don't see. I don't know man. Like I I feel like you know what you're getting out of him a little bit more, which is weird because he's played less. But I just. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that ceiling's as high as Subban's or anywhere near it. So I just don't have, I don't know. I don't feel the same way. I'm really hoping that I, I really hope for Subban, man. He, he seems like a good, really good guy. He seems to like being here. And he's kind of had a weird go around with the Bruins and the, the Golden Knights. So I don't know, man. It, it'd be nice to see him get a shot and, and uh, you know, he'd be able to really do something with it. But uh, I feel the chances are he will get just, just destroyed by this Blackhawks defense. Yeah, poor guy. I really have zero optim- optimism for the goaltending. You. As much as I, I th- I'm pretty sure uh, Malcolm Subban, Colin Delia, and even Kevin Lincoln are probably great human beings. I just don't think they might even become yeah. decent goaltenders. But this year, I think they're just oh man, they're not going to be starting goaltenders uh, in front of a team like this. They're not going to. They, they can't put up general starting numbers in, in front of a team like this. There's no safety blanket. There's not even like a Corey Crawford no. where it's like, okay, Kevin Lincoln had a bad game. Now Corey Crawford could step in. No, it's no. Kevin Lincoln and you have a bad game. And now you're going to be in the next night. That's going to shatter their confidence. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it, it's going to be awful. They didn't sign a guy like Thomas Christ, like the Red Wings. said that was a great sign. Yeah. Even, Rams, even, even something like that, just like a, he's not going to be yeah. great, but he's just, he's a, he's a guy who can play and he can teach the younger guys. The Hawks don't have, <clears throat> any kind of veteran leadership. I was so, specifically for you could say like Subban is uh, with the goaltending. No, I mean no with goaltending. They have no veteran leadership. They have the goaltending. That. Like they don't have a guy. Argue that Subban's been there for a couple right, years, yeah. but it's been like two, three years. Like that's with a goaltender. Goaltender take time, man. You you need a guy who's. I I said to a um, good friend Spencer, a name in the podcast, uh, Spencer. <laughs> I was talking with him, and. Uh, Funny enough, I said this the um, a few hours before the Capitals uh, signed into a PTO. I said Craig Anderson would be perfect. He was drafted by the Blackhawks, I'm pretty sure, he way back when. He's perfect for the Blackhawks. And he's probably not going to put up great numbers, like, anyways. And he knows how to play, play in an environment. Like, he played in Ottawa. Yeah. That's not a good team. Exactly. It's not like he's going to go through help. There's a guy who can play. He can absolutely be a mentor for the younger guys. And but no, no, you got you got to put in your young guys and let them sink. Like that's not. It drives me nuts that, that Bowman's putting this as oh well, you know it's 
we're we're giving them a chance to sink or swim. Yeah, that's the problem. There's no way you can. There's no life jacket. There's nothing. Like it's at least for at least for the forwards, and maybe you could argue defense. There is some life jacket, but the fact they didn't go out and like like you said, not the best in terms of skill. But you do have a guy like Duncan Keith, Connor Murphy. They've been here for a long time. They 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 can definitely yeah. But like the fact you didn't even get like a Thomas Grace, like I mentioned, just any goalie with one year on a con. Like you don't have to. You didn't even have to one year and just average. As much as I would have loved Crawford back, like you didn't have to like even sign him. Like if you you, just signed it. If you didn't, if you didn't start Crawford one year, if you wanted to tank. Whenever, if you wanted to just tank, sure. Like, don't sign Crawford. You could have communicated that better. That's a whole conversation. But if you want, you know what? Crawford is, in that sense, too good for this team. Like, he's not what this team needs right now or what they're looking for. Understandable. But I understand. Like, like they're dirt. That's the whole fucking argument with this organization. They're not clear on what they're doing. And they said, you know, Corey Crawford, you're too good for our, 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 our own good. You, you know, you can go somewhere else, make your money. We're going to rebuild, but you know, we wish you luck. Thank you for the two cups. Like none I would have been fine happened. with that, but none, none of that happened. happened. They didn't even do that to Brandon Saad either. They just said, yeah, we're going to no. trade you. Like, they no, there say, was hey, somebody boy. in the system, in the front office that said, oh yeah, he was overpaid. They had to move him. And I, I don't, that, that was when I was like, yeah, there's, there are still too many hockey men. That, that, that the fact that anybody would even think that is like to look at, that team and go Brandon Sod's the overpaid player. He's the one we need to move. It's ridiculous. Like I, I, we talked about boys club last week and I think there's, I think after a week sitting with that, I'm like, yeah, there's, there's, they're, they're totally, uh, there's yeah, no there's, it's totally a boys club right now. And it's, it's not, it's not as bad as the Edmonton Oilers were back in uh, the early tens, but you could argue again. That's, that's weird saying <laughs> that the early tens. I know, man, isn't it? Well, also, um, on popular opinion, we just started the new decade. <clears throat> new decade uh, didn't start in 2020. This is the new decade. That's like the people that say the new millennium actually didn't start in 2000 through 2001. It did. Uh, we, can, we, we can make a whole, a whole podcast episode <laughs> just that. Just like why the new millennium actually started in 2000, <laughs> not 2000, and why the new decade's actually 2021 and not 2020. There are a bunch of real reasons, but the biggest one is that it destroys my OCD. You start yeah. counting it zero and you end at nine. It's one to ten, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> please, please, no, no, no. Please explain to me. Give me one good reason why it's not, why it didn't just start this year. I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you right now. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you right now. Uh... Um, Why did you bring that up in the first place? <laughs> <I can't remember. laughs> well, we said the early tens, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like thinking about like it's the new decade now. Oh, uh, how the, yeah. the new decade just started? How crazy it is! The new decade just started, and how it's just now, and you know. Anyways, um, <sighs> kind of on the on the topic of goaltending, we kind of brought up Craig Anderson. We did bring it up a bit earlier. But uh, Zidane Char is a fucking Washington Capitals. Yeah, yeah Zidane Char is a what? That is so freaking weird. Do you want to go through all the signings and then we'll talk about Henrik? I'm going to go through uh, dating back to Anthony Sorelli. Well, I mean, like, it's like, you know, like, I want to go like about a week back. Um, his middle stat and Miller got signed to 23rd. They're just, you know, like, middle stat re See, that's another Miller one. Re-ups. Ryan Miller, we could have signed him for like one year, one million. He could have been that's the, like our, you know, like, God. There's so many times, Fucking like the last couple of years, couple of years, where I was like, you know what, like, I, I didn't, it didn't 
bother me too much because I'm like, I think that we have pieces where it's to where they could kind of get back. Like they could, you know, they could, they could slide back into contention, in, you know, in a couple, two, three years after this off season. It's like these moves are hitting me where it's like, oh, like this, this is actually going to affect these two goalies, Subban and, and Delia, or like even again, after this off season, they could have, they could have added a, time. they could have added a bet, they could have kicked Crawford and be like, all right, we're gonna try and battle for a playoff. But no, there's no, not, there's, there's like no direction in this organization, man. They're it, not making moves that are like, oh, it just man. sucks because it's business or like this or that. Like, you know, they just, they're just tough right now. They're making moves that are going to affect them long term. Like this is, these are bad moves. They're not. And they're good bad non moves too. It, it's ridiculous. Like I, this this team is becoming the laughing stock of the NHL right now. It's ridiculous. We were. And, once, I mean, I told we were my, once my friends, the NBA, uh, but now we're the laughing stock. This is this team is basically America. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Like the envy of the world, Bo- no, the laughing. I don't want to. Like, Stan Bowman does not deserve to be compared to Donald fucking Trump, but like in no. in that in the role, he's definitely that guy. <laughs> he's definitely that guy in a much lighter, much less important situation. He certainly let the power go into his head. That's, that's yeah, one. that's for true. That's for true. Um, but uh, oh god, yeah, that really would have been a fantastic fucking signing. <laughs> um, um, oh yeah, so uh. Let's start off in the 24th. Anthony Sorelli gets a uh, three-year contract, just under five mil at 4.8 Honestly, million. Honestly, I thought it was going to be a lot Fantastic. less than that, but like, I thought they were going to get him at like three yeah. million because Tampa Bay, but you know what? That's still really good. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic for him. Uh, yeah, for Tampa Bay standards, the fact that that's bad for Tampa standards. just it's still really good, good, but like for Tampa standards, it's not like mm-hmm. great. It's like I thought it was going to be like $3 million or something, like just a little. Yeah, three by three. Yeah. You know what? I love Sorelli. Probably, um, uh, I th- I think that I would he be the best center on the Chicago Blackhawks right now? Why? Well, of course he would. Yeah, he would. He's one of the best centers in the entire league. So absolutely, should have got defensively. He's, he's got to get nominated for a selfie. Like, That's a bit of a. You mean like with Taves and Doc on the Blackhawks? Yeah. Well, not with Taves oh. and Doc. Like right now, with the injuries considered, I think he would be the with best. Taves, with Taves and Doc, I would argue he still is. Yeah, definitely defensively, but like driving defensively, play, yes. Yeah. Driving play, yeah, I'd still say he's by far. I mean, with we could have Soderberg, Strom, yeah, get the fuck out of here. There's no way. Um, so yeah, great signing for the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're saying that every other day. Um, Dawson Mercer uh, gets his uh, entry level contract with uh, the New Jersey Devils, the guy that we uh, talked a lot about possibly going to the Hawks. Probably going to get a gold um, medal too. Oh, speaking of the Hawks, actually, next two were. Uh, for the Hawks or related to the next one, Slater Cuckoo, who no, uh, good for him, man. I'm, I'm, that's for, yeah, awesome. he's, he's going to be, he's perfect for that team uh, where they're at. They need a third pairing guy who can play minutes and they can, just can, need can, someone who can get the puck out to McDavid. <laughs> I like, I've loved what Edmonton's done this offseason. Yeah. Honestly. They need, they need, yeah, a guy who can, yeah, exactly drive play, move the puck, um, and be, be solid in his own end. And not only is he, was he decent with the Blackhawks in his own end? The Oilers are much better than the Blackhawks defensively. I mean, that's so, not really saying much, but you know, I'm not saying much, but it, it still is true. Yeah, like it just that's the situation. He'll be a lot better in it for Slater sure. Like, I'm was, really excited to see it. And they got like a first seat viewing of him. Like Slater Cuckoo was awesome in that Edmonton series. Like you could argue that third pairing of Mata and Slater Cuckoo was like what gave him like a like a bit of an edge over them. Imagine saying that. Like the I know, so I couldn't weird. stand. I could not stand Slater Cuckoo in the beginning of the year, and I was a guy who really was. Excited to see what he can do um, coming into, like, after he was traded to the Hawks. Um, and he was okay, I guess. But, like, 
He he was starting off really he rough. Was like, and he, was, he was so inconsistent. Like he would have a yeah, well, he was a so pretty misused. good game, but then he'd like then he'd like just make this egregious giveaway or turnover, and it's just like why and why is he playing? You know what? And I, I was talking to my my friend about the. No, I'll get into this later. But um, um, one of the few things I'll give Colin not few, but something I'll give Colton credit for, is that he he has he does develop players well. He's very good at that, and he did a great job with Slayer Cuckoo. It's a guy who was just playing nothing minutes in Tampa Bay comes here, um, and then yeah, and one of the few had, good trades he let him play is made too. He let him play, and I mean like. He only kind of goofed it by not resigning him, but um, yeah, true. Just, that's, that's the thing. It's it's awful asset management. I was walking around. <laughs> I was walking in the mire when I saw I got signed by the Oilers. I'm just like in the back, in the back of mire, just sitting there. I'm just like, I just say out loud. I'm like, I just think about it. I'm like, it's terrible fucking asset management. I know it's like and someone across the aisle is like, what? And I'm like, I, just don't mind me, like. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Yeah, I, I I did. That was the worst part. I'm just like I'm so blown away by how aw- that's the thing. Like go Crawford, fine. Like go Cuckoo, fine. Like go Kajula, fine. The asset management of how they did it is just beyond me. Trade um, Panarin, but, fine. Trade Sod, fine. But uh, how are you? What are you getting in return? You know? What are you getting in return? And and also when you get things in return, how are you going to handle them? Are you just going to let them walk when you can literally move them for something? or most likely move them for something or, you know, I mean, like, I just, I don't know. I can't imagine there's not somebody out there who at least would have like, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not in the know of these things. So maybe I, I don't have the right to say that, but I, I find it very, very hard to believe that somebody would have taken Kajula. If you, if you had signed him for one year cheap, you could have moved Oh yeah. Do we talk about that? Fourth, Kajula in Arizona. Good for him. Yeah. For him too. Is he, oh, he is. Is he in this? Oh no, he's before all this. Oh, they got I'm pretty sure we back. talked about it already, but if we, if we, oh, if we, oh, we did, we did, we did. If in the yeah. case we didn't, then uh, I'm, I'm yeah, for fantastic Kukuku. signing for Arizona. Yeah, um, fits into their play uh, style. But uh, after Slater Cuckoo, we already talked about Carl Soderberg, but yeah, he gets one year, one million. Really like that signing. Um, Tim Stutzley gets his entry level contract. Oh man, he's a the, fucking uh, stud. He's been awesome. Oh, at the he's so good. He's so good. Um, going from player that I am insanely happy. And he's to gonna see get it, and he's from. gonna get a chance in Ottawa too. And I, it's gonna be interesting to see how he plays. He could be rookie of the year. I don't know about that, but like he could make a. I don't know, man. But you never know, man. Know. He has, he has unlimited skill. Like it's, it's if they let him play the year after this year, I think he's the top gun for that. Um, but going regardless of yeah. what happens, he's gonna be a damn good player. Oh yeah. Um. After talking about a player um, who I'm excited to see play for a long time, talk about a player that I'm very happy is not going to be playing much longer. Corey Perry signs with the Montreal Canadiens. One way, one way deal, league minimum. I believe it's, yeah, 750s league minimum, I believe. Um, not close enough. Um, so he's there for one year. Um, Montreal believes they're a playoff team. That's why they signed him, is what I. Here's the thing, Montreal, man. Like, I don't think they're going to be a good regular season team, but I would not want to play them in the playoffs. And I think that's no. why they did so well in the playoffs, play-in series, you know, against Pittsburgh. They're yeah. not a team you want to play against. Or... Well, they beat them. They, but the well thing... against... they outshot the Flyers to hell. Yeah, I know. They were really good against Philadelphia. A lot of it was I Carter think... Hart. Yeah, that's right. Carter Hart, AHL goalie, obviously. Um, no, I... Uh... I don't know, man. I, I I could see them being. I could see you know. I could see them get a like a on the outside for a playoff spot. You know what? Maybe I'm putting them down too soon, but it is kind of funny. Um, I don't know. 
just some maybe the shorter players. season helps them. Maybe not an eight game. You know season. what? You're right. You're right. No, no. Oh no, I think I think I'm going on that because I saw the NHL Network uh, hosts saying that they all like two or three of them all said they or however many of them uh, there were they all said that Montreal was going to win the division. No, I don't think that. But like I think no, they I don't, can, think, they I don't can... think you think that. But it was just like after since I've just been smoking the Montreal pack. <laughs> it's the funniest. Yeah. Thing I think I think they'll make it in, and I think they'll be a pain in the ass whoever they play. Oh, and the it's worst the thing man. is I hate Corey Perry, but man, if they get into the playoffs, he's going to be a pain in the fucking ass. I know. Against. Oh, after in, uh, that, game uh, seven, Montreal versus Toronto. Corey Perry scores the game winner in overtime. <laughs> I don't even know what to say with you right now. You, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> uh, so, gladly moving on from that. Um, Seth Jarvis as well gets an entry level contract. Andreas Athens, you, the Kings take a chance on him. They give him a, I was they gave him a one point two million contract. I'm actually surprised they gave him a, they gave him that much on a well. Well, I like him whatever the hell I want because I'm pretty sure they <clears throat> oh, yeah. have cap space and really no one on that team. Yeah. So it seemed like a kind of signing where you give a guy like a like a mill or, or less, you know, it was like a like a like a flyer on him. But Andreas Athanasi, who I do think has given a little bit uh, too much grief. I know that he's he has been very bad defensively. Um, Analytically, he's awful defensively. Very bad defensively. He's also yeah. someone who could pr- probably score maybe 15, 20 goals in a short season. Yeah, and he's only twenty six. I know it's you know a bit older for a forward but i do think that like in this league you know it's you not can, like la is this amazing team anyway that's gonna be great defensively for so. the player for the player though i think that i think that he can i think there's time to improve in his game i mean players can you know you can improve your defensive game it's possible you know i think it's easier to do than improving your offensive game personally but i mean it's a whole debate so i mean i i just more hope for the player that he got can uh because i like andreas athanasiu i love his game i think that he just needs to um I think that he's the kind of guy who tries to make the Patrick Kane play when he when he needs to just pass the puck, you know, up ahead. That's kind of his issue. Oh, by the um, way, speaking uh, of the you, another great podcast moment is when we had Brad Crisco on and he talked about the uh, uh, the whole Andreas Athanasiu thing with his daughter Mika, oh where God, he got scratched right before he got traded, but they met him at intermission anyways. Like, oh man, he's, um, they, I already knew about that b- beforehand, but the fact he told that and I heard it again, I'm like, oh, that's yeah, I was I, that was one of the most most hashtag wholesome moments uh wholesome the podcast moment. for sure that's definitely that. the most wholesome uh, moment of the podcast definitely, yeah. wow. um and uh another move related to the well i mean we have uh at the cu going from the Oilers to the kings uh ethan bear re-ups in uh edmonton two years another, two another good per. move for edmonton amazing i love ethan bear and i love that signing um who do they have on the right side they have tyson berry now they have um Adam Larson, Ethan Bear. They might have Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard, like yeah, they're they have depth now. <clears throat> but I would love to see um, oh man, I I love to see him with Slater Cuckoo, but I doubt he's gonna get. There's there's no way he gets um, like uh, that uh, Bear gets put on the third pairing or does he? Does he? I don't know. Maybe It'd be interesting. He'd be better. I mean, he'd be more uh, suited for that role than uh, Barry for sure. Um, but he also. You also wonder would Bear be better in the top line pairing? That's a whole. I mean, I'm sure. I always uh, fans are a lot more about that than me, so I'm not going to get into that. Uh, Riley Rid, sorry, Ridley, uh, is it Greg? Greg? I Ridley don't Greg. know. Uh, I, he was drafted. <laughs> I think he was drafted with uh, the third of Ottawa's three first round picks. Okay, yeah, I I know this player. I just don't know the name. Uh, but yeah, he gets his entry level contract. Jameson Reese gets his entry level contract. Guy from a uh, 
2019 draft. Was it 2019 draft? Yeah, 2019. I believe draft. really like he ran right before. I think he went right before the Blackhawks pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he went right before Vlasic. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Which, oh, by the way, so. we could have drafted Nick Robertson over Alex Vlasic, but you know, <laughs> don't, don't get me out of that one. Holy shit. Um, then, yeah, oh, the big move we talked about after that is uh, I don't know if it's a big move, but more big news. Um, Zdeno Chara to the uh, Washington Capitals. That I'm is not sure. Fucking weird. I mean, good fit I don't for know them, but that's how... just weird. Well, um, isn't it like the Capitals win like have like an insanely high winning percentage against the Bruins the last ten years? So maybe the guy just got sick. I want to say one year, Brain Hopey shut them out four times in all four regular season <laughs> games. I think it was like uh, 2014, 2016, like that. Oh, really? Back then, I thought it was oh. yeah, way, somewhere I'm in there. Surprised. I could be wrong, but I'm not like... surprised. I'm not surprised. Boston is awful against the Capitals, so good for him to get into the other side of those things. Um, I don't like Char anyways, though. So, um, yeah, I don't give a fuck. A lot of things. Good news saw... for him. I saw uh, something. It was like Washington. They kind of were complacent in the bubble. We saw, heard a lot of rumors about that. And Zanino Char was going to take none of that shit. So uh, I think that's a good signing for Washington. And yeah, that I just also gives. Think that they've made some decent moves this offseason as well. Like the front office hasn't been. Uh, they, I don't say they, they haven't been like the opposite of complacent, but they definitely haven't been complacent. They've made. I think they've made strides in the right direction. Oh, Vetchkin is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He was going to win a goal too. He's so fucking good. Good pick yeah. by them. Um, but yeah, Ovechkin and Backstrom, Kuznetsov, all those guys, Carlson, they're not getting any younger now. And Yeah, make that run. Gotta make another run. Maybe get Ovechkin yeah. too. I don't know. Yeah. They're an interesting uh, Derek, team to watch. Washington's always interesting though. Uh, Derek Broussard, who I thought was old at 33, a bit old. Um, uh, it's really funny to see, to, to think that and then look at his age being 10 years younger than Zdeno Chara. Um, he signs for one year at one mil with Arizona, which I, it's kind of funny. Um, you would, uh, uh, Derek Broussard, Carl Soderberg, I don't know. They're like really close to being a similar player at all, but, uh, you see, yeah. Um, Arizona, let's go over there. Uh, center Soderberg, they signed Derek's Derek Broussard to the exact same contract. Uh, then Tristan Robinson gets his entry level with the sharks. Um, I can't say I know too much about him. Wait, what if, uh, Kirby Duck oh, in Saskatoon? Oh, okay, I know him from the announcer saying his name during highlight packages. Okay, that's how I know him, I think. <laughs> um, I think I do. Anyways, um, Vince Dunn gets a uh, one-year deal. That's awesome for St. Louis, even if it's only for one year and then I have to sign him to another terrible contract. Hey, they're, they're in win-now win mode. They're in win-now exactly. mode. At least that's what they and, think. Um, and I would say my favorite signing, even more than the Ethan Bear one, is uh, the fi- last one here. It's the Pierre- Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah, that's that's great for them. But uh, the thing yeah, is, um, yeah, he did sign, but they're he might still want out. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, two years, ten million, five per. That's a fantastic signing. Um, I, I would, I honestly thought that they might get um a third year on that, but either way, two years of him on that, and they're honestly, um, after they were after how they played in the playoffs and the fact that they really weren't out of the playoff race before the plan, I, I really like I really like Columbus right now. Yeah, um, I, I think Tortorella regardless of is, what happens, John Tortorella is going to drag that fucking team into the playoffs, <laughs> one way or another. I, man, Trotz is great, but I would argue that Tortorella is the best coach in the NHL right now. I, I definitely say he's my favorite. There's no question he's my favorite. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, Columbus, I'm actually really excited. Another good podcast when we had Allison Lucan on, and she was like, Yeah, Jonathan Toretto is a great person. Everyone loves playing for him. Like, I was kind of surprised by that. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's weird because, well, I think that, I think that you could say that now. I mean, you definitely could not say that in the past. There are no. players who have openly so much they fucking hated it. He was always, though, a guy who I don't think was ever like a, he never did, he, he never abused his players, at least not that we know. He's of. no nonsense. But he was, yeah, he was, and he was never that way from with malicious intent. The guy wants to fucking win. If you're going to play for his team, he wants you to fucking win. Um, but you've seen he does, him when he evolve yells at you, as a he person does that, and a player. Yeah, when he yells at you, he does that in mind with wanting to win, not just to be an asshole. Exactly. And he, I feel like he's the kind of guy who he wants his players to be the best players they can be. But above all else, he wants to win because that's what he's here to do. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's a good coach. Exactly. That's the what he justifies the means. If he has to yell at you or whatever, actually, it's like, the means uh, justify the ends. But um, whatever. Yeah. Shut up. I'm not a smart. Oh wait, no, wait. You're right. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and I'm the idiot here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I really need that concussion treatment, man. I really need that. Your reaction to it, you're just like, oh, wait, wait, no, man, no, man, fuck. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my God. Well, I don't think there's um, necessarily too much left to talk about in the podcast. Henrik Lundqvist, I, don't think... I, wanted to, I wanted to talk oh, about yes. it. Oh, yes. We've been doing uh... this a lot, but. I also don't think there's a. I think I want to get this over with as soon as possible. Uh, after that, wow, that was a, that was a moment. But uh, yes, uh, Henrik Lundqvist. All seriousness, uh, yeah, take it away. Um, so he's going in for surgery for a heart condition. I don't have the exact specifics, but uh, he announced, I think, a little bit earlier that uh, he would not uh, start the season with the Washington Capitals, or he wouldn't play with them at all, which was. In the first place, really weird, yeah. really weird the fact that he even signed with Washington, kind of like how Chara did. But um, Henrik Lundqvist has just been pro- arguably the best, definitely the most consistent goaltender of our generation. Uh, he dragged that Rangers team to the 2014 Stanley Cup final. Even though he didn't win a cup, he has an Olympic gold medal. He has a couple of Vezinas, I think. Like He's just amazing goalie, even a better, even better person. And um, actually, yeah, uh, well... All of that is absolutely true. Um, I have, yeah, yeah, absolutely true. I have nothing to add to that in that regard, as you said all about right. Although I will, I do have um, his Twitter I pulled up. Um, and, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> uh, kind of him talking about what he's, uh, what surgery he's going to have and what exactly he's going to be uh, Going through, um, but here is sweet here. He said, uh, last three weeks, my focus has shifted from training camp and the upcoming season to my health and what I can and can't do. Scheduled for an open heart surgery now. Um, oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's aortic. I don't know how to say this word. The thought of that, the thought of that is making me twitch right now. Like, I, Yeah, it's, it's really like, I mean, you mentioned you're not sure what he's doing, and I, I just, I remember being an open heart surgery just to kind of, uh, I just feel like that's something that it's so notable that I, I felt that I, yeah, to kind of read through this, uh, he mentioned aortic valve replacement, aortic, I'm saying that word right, <laughs> root, and ascending aortic replacement, to be more exact. We all have our mountains to climb, staying positive, 
here and set on the road to recovery. Um, there we go. So obviously a, uh, not something uh, for the, oh God, I was going to say faint of heart. I, God, I, why did I say that? Um, um, but yeah, out of all seriousness, um, uh, yeah, not something uh, for the ease, uh, for the uh, weak willed. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's weird that he's with the Capitals. It's weird that he's not playing this year. And uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, just hope nothing but the best. It, it's, it's pretty, it's scary to hear that for anybody, but I think it's, it hits a lot more for yeah for everybody because he everyone loves that guy. I mean, like <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist is the most beloved player in the AHL. So, yeah, here's hoping, here's you know sending wishes out to the guy and uh, seriously hoping that that all goes well, and not just for the fans. I mean, not at all for the fans. Honestly, I think just just for the guy, man. That's that's very very serious shit. So. Um, I, I mean, obviously, but it's, it's not, we're not talking just surgery or just, you know, Kirby Doc, a broken wrist. He's not going to come back next year. You know, he's it's not, an open heart surgery, open heart surgery. I got, I'm sorry. I can't stress that enough. It's an open fucking heart surgery. Like I, I, yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a heavy thing to talk about. Um, but, uh, yeah, seriously, just hope the best for him. So, uh, yeah. Uh, moving on to, uh, something a little more positive, uh, Kind of the opposite side of things, uh, a couple of Blackhawks coming back from injury. Uh, Zach Smith and Andrew Shaw are both confirmed to be ready to go at the start of training camp. We uh, mentioned, yeah, you'd mentioned it's probably like the next couple of days or so. Um, so for those two, really awesome to see them back. Uh, Shaw, um, I, a lot of us weren't sure if he was going to retire. I mean, I, I actually I really thought, he, thought was he was going to. Yeah, me too. I was very sure of it. Um, and Zach Smith. I mean, honestly, you could have thought Zach Smith might with uh, that back injury and with him only having one year in the left, uh, one year left in his contract and how old he is now. So, yeah, um, really good for those two guys to uh, be back and on the ice. You know, even if they're just like, even if Zach Smith plays one more year, it's, I'm really glad that if, if that's the way it ends, if he plays his year out and, uh, you know, when he retires, I'm glad it's that and it's not being taken out by an injury. Like, it's just an awful way for anybody to go out. So, good for him. Let him be playing again. Uh, Shaw, um, he still has two years left in his contract, um, and I, I would imagine he plays way past that if he's um, unless he gets injured again. You know, pray God he, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have my opinions on concussions and players playing with them, but you know, man, they're athletes. It's his choice, and if he doesn't get concussed or anything, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't reconcuss himself, you know, let, let the guy play. The guy wants to play. And it's all in his right to do so. So, yeah, good to see him back. I think it's going to be – I'm really excited. The first thing I thought is I'm really excited to see his first goal in front of fans. That's, that's it's what gonna I be, It's going to be energetic, that's for sure. Oh, oh yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, Shaw's are always anyway. So I'm just really excited. That's a very very niche-like fanboy thing to say, but I don't know. That's the first thing I thought about. I'm really excited to see that guy uh, not just play, but play in front of fans. He's – I've – I don't think I've seen anybody who loves playing more in front of Chicago fans as that guy does. So, yeah, a little bit of a little, little something positive to think about there. Uh, mm-hmm. Really good to see those two back, and uh, yeah, they'll they'll definitely have spots in the roster. I don't think there's any doubt about that right Remember now. Remember when the puck went off of uh, Andrew Shaw's knee pad in Game One of the Stanley Cup Final in 2013, when it was like oh midnight, and that crowd just oh erupted, god. and just like the look on his face. Oh my god! Yeah, another one is um. I love Head his. Uh, not not that. Well, that one that's just its own thing. But uh, one I really 
like the first one I think of when I think of like Andrew Shaw celebration, those are a special thing is um, uh, his goal against the ducks that actually counted um, the one that kind of sealed the deal. Was it in game, game six? Seven. Oh yeah. Game six. Oh, just the, the athleticism to pull it off and just man, the energy afterwards. <laughs> I love it. Just the best. Um, so, At that uh, moment, you knew they were going to win that series and the cup. <laughs> well, you say that, but I was nervous the next two days. Oh, I, no. I was oh, like, as, I was, <laughs> I I know, was I know neither of us could sleep after that. I was, I was more nervous for game six than any game probably in Blackhawks play, playoffs. Like, as I've been a fan, I'm like, game six, like, that's, like, that's going to decide if they're a three-cup team or just two cups, you know? And as soon as they won that game six, I'm like, yeah, they're going to win game seven. They're going to win the cup. I was... Like, cause I used to be so confident in the Blackhawks. I'm like, I would usually not get too nervous, but like that year, I'm like, maybe this is the year where they kind of like trail off or whatever. But well, that team was getting dragged, kicking and screaming by Duncan Keith, man. That was oh yeah, not dr- kicking and screaming. I mean, it wasn't they? It wasn't like they were a bad team, but it, you know, the, he definitely carried the load. And you can't forget Corey Crawford bouncing back after an awful first series against uh, Nashville. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh, what is this warm feelings about the Blackhawks? That's crazy. And kind of further to the point of Smith and Shaw, they need players that can go out in front of grenades. Smith and Shaw are going to do just that. So you need, like you said, uh, <laughs> you need bodies, but you need bodies that can that have been there. That have, that's a terrible way to say that. No, you, bring need, leader, you need I vets. Mean, you need leader. I hate that term leadership. But you do need guys who know how to. You need those there. intangibles. Like I know analytics stuff like that, but you do need some of that in there to help. Intangibles. Especially especially with a team that's gonna be that young and it's probably gonna go through a ton of rough patches. And especially with the bubble and stuff, like with just the whole worldwide situation, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. You need players like Smith and Shaw. I'm glad that they're healthy and they're back. And I hope oh, they yeah. stay healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I personally I think like I said, I, I think Smith man played the year out. I for his sake, I hope he retires. I mean, I don't think I, I kind of don't see why he wouldn't. Well, maybe he run, goes for tries for a cup next year with the team, you know, as a death player, as a fourth line guy. Um, but uh, I don't know if you can I, help, uh, but there's fireworks going off. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe it just turned 2021. That's crazy. The start of the new decade. Let's go. Anyways, um, are we going to make that a podcast where we just debate that? I, I, I'd do it. I mean, all right, let's do it. Count. You know what? We, we 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 have Scott Powers out. That should be the first question we ask. Oh my god! Oh, he'd hate us. I don't know, man. I think he'd fucking hate us. I, I take my time out of my day for these fucking kids, and they ask me about the decade. Oh my god. Um. Well, you I want think, to talk about uh, the World Juniors before we end things off. Yeah. Do we have any questions for today? It's a bit of a short. I don't, I don't think so. No, not really. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I don't want to listen to Tate's bullshit anyway this time. So. <laughs> fuck you, Tate. No, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Tate. Yeah, for, no, 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 no. I, I think we should. No, for real. Tate's Tate. a real one, but but also nah, fuck you, Tate. No, nah, I think just fuck Tate. Anyways, um, yeah, let's get into the World Juniors. So I will be the first to say that I have not paid full attention to it, which I hate to say because the World Juniors is always my favorite time of the year. You could argue it's the best hockey like of the year just in general, like across the world, including the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like it's so great. There's so many magical moments and Canada obviously is winning and I'm pretty confident that they're going to win a gold medal this year. They have so many first round picks. They have so much talent, but just like watching some of these upsets to Czech Republic beating Russia, watching their goalie jump and like complete joy was just awesome to watch. And that's what makes moments like that 
in the World Juniors so amazing. Even though you might not win the gold, like wins against countries like Russia, when you're maybe oh, what was as that? What win was that? I forget. Uh, Czech Republic beating Russia yes, two nothing, yes. but I can't remember who the goalie amazing. was. I think it was. Uh, I he has an awesome know. name. I know that. I forget his name, but it was great. And uh, I love the. Hey, I have to say, not only was the celebration great, beautiful pads. I have to say, was European goalies have amazing pads? Oh, here he goes off time. about his equipment again. Okay, you know what, man? <laughs> you know what, man? It's true. Goalie European goalies have such better taste when it comes to uh. Another question we said, Scott. Pads. What do you think has the best goalie pads in the world juniors? Oh my god, you, oh my god. I that's somehow worse. <laughs> <laughs> we should totally ask it. Well, yeah, um, that's, that's why we should ask it. Yeah, but um, so who would you? Because like, I'll be honest, I have not been able to keep up with the uh, world. Germany won a game, well. and again, like you know, these countries they, like Germany, oh, even, yeah. like the, even like the Czech Republic, Czech Republic. They're a good hockey country, but they're not in the same tier as like Canada, USA, Russia, Finland, Sweden, blah 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 blah. So just watching them beat Russia to nothing is great. Watching the the celebrations, like the, the pure joy, and watching yeah. Germany win was awesome too. And just even like watching well, Team Austria score a goal, like it's just oh my god, it's so awesome. it's so great. Assisted by uh, look out for that kid, Casper. I forget his first name. Uh, something Casper, kid, sixteen years old, I believe, playing in that game. I 16 fucking years old well yeah like it's just just even moments like that is just what makes the world junior so amazing and you know it's I'm, I'm glad it's working out because there's a lot of cases like there's some controversy about the whole germany canada game you know canada running out the clock and germany like only having 14 players and then blah 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 but i'm wait hold I'm, up i did not i'm telling you man i i i have not had um i don't have cable at the moment so i haven't really been able to watch uh i have network to watch it what was this about Germany oh, and Canada? Germany has obviously had a bunch of COVID, te- like COVID, uh, oh. COVID cases, and including our very own Lucas Reichel. And Germany, they just Rip got King. run out. I think it was like 16 to 1 or something like that. Oh, it was. I, I saw the score. Oh, well, yeah, I saw the score. And there's controversy. It's like, I can't running out the clock. I mean, what the hell are they, they supposed out the to clock? do, man? Well, like, like running out the clock by like scoring as many goals as it can. You know, like, no, uh, no, 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 no! Come on, no, no, there, no, no. You, if you're not there to play, don't fucking get on the ice. Yeah, like, like what are they supposed to do? Canada, they're just. I'm not saying. What are I they doubt do? Canada do? was up. Yeah, I doubt that Canada was like. I doubt that they were, you know, like. And I'm, uh, well, I, I, like, I was saying, run up the clock. I meant more conservative. Up. That's right. I was run up the score. Run up the score. Yeah. I was run up the score. That's what I meant. Yeah. No, I get you. I was like, yeah. No, but like same. I hate that. Like. I hate that dude. Like it's just they're there to play. They're gonna keep playing until the guy was whistle. You know? Wow, I would I have like a Steve Dingle podcast reference or thought for everything, but there was every episode where um they started off talking about um there was like a there was a a, a game where it, was, it might have just been like a basketball game where some team blew out the other team and then like Adam Wilde, who's usually a very like you know like empathetic you know the empathetic voice in the podcast, he's like, Oh, he's like I'm sorry, but if you if you're there to play. You're there to play. Like, don't complain if you're, like, you know, if you if a team's beating you because that's they're they're playing. That's the, what they're there for is to play. Don't get mad at a team for doing their job. If they're yeah, better than sucks, you, don't whine about Germany, it. But like, what is Canada supposed to do? Yeah. Wait, oh, that's, I'm sorry that you know you have 14 players. We will not play now. Don't like, blame they're the there players, to win. Blame the green. <clears throat> blame the game. You know, like. <clears throat> 
but blame the, I, but they blame the IHF for making uh, Germany play. I think it was Finland and Canada on back-to-back games. You know, blame, oh, that's yeah, that's BS. That's I didn't know about that. That stuff. And honestly, I don't even say blame anything. Just you had, you had COVID tests. Like this isn't something you can just blame. It happens, man. Just accept it and do what you can do with it. Like yelling about it into the air isn't going to change anything about it. That's. Ah, uh, that's a silly controversy. And even though opinion. Germany did loss, the good thing is they're heading on to the medal round, which is awesome for them. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's they, awesome. They beat Switzerland five to four. And oh, I'm yeah. just I'm just looking on TSM, but yeah, good for them, man. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. I like, you know, Germany. They've never been this hockey power, but you've seen Leon Draisaitl winning the. Are they still only have fourteen and, players. Yeah, and they. I, Jesus, I think that some the fact that they're back, in the medal know, round but, is insane. Yeah. But and then now you see guys like Tim Strutzel, even guys like uh, JJ Paterka and Lucas Reichel, who isn't there with them. Oh, they have those two. Germany could be like, not like a Paterka. Germany could be a t- like a country like Switzerland, where it's like okay, they're not a hockey power, but they produce uh, some really good players. Would, man, Reichel would have been really nice to see play in this tournament. Man. Definitely, oh my god, yeah, especially with like Paterka and, and Stutzla. But you know what? Seriously, it, it, that's awesome for Germany, man. Like I'm all as much oh, yeah. as I love Canada, I'm all for these like underdog stories of. Because you know, the more the more better players there are, like across the world and different countries, the better it is for the game. The more league has to expand to compensate with it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Do you got anything <clears throat> else to add? I thought I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Well, my last question for you would be, who do you give MVP to? If you can get MVP right now to a uh, player, who is it? Uh, like World Juniors. World Junior. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm in the NHL right now, Pierce. Of all the games oh, they played. What? <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I haven't really looked too much into points. I know points aren't everything, but you know, what? I'm just gonna no. say, I'm just gonna say Tim Strutzler. The fact that he's gotten generated much offense, he's the captain of Germany. He's gotten them the middle round. I'm just gonna say Tim Strutzler. I, you know what? Honestly, from what I've heard, I, I'm just gonna say Tim Strutzler because that goal was fucking sweet, and uh, I like Tim Strutzler. So yeah, my answer is Tim Strutzler with uh, very clearly uh, much research and thought put into that. Absolutely. I didn't really put much either, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, well. I think that's, that's it, uh, yeah. So that's, that, that was a podcast, yeah. We yeah, did that, was, that, that was a podcast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did that. Beginning 14. of the decade, eh? Yeah. Starting <laughs> off the decade. Yeah, starting <laughs> off the decade right. I love this. Yes. Yeah, uh, starting off the decade with a banger. Let's go. Let's go. All right, wow. so. 20 tomorrow... years after the millennium started. That's that's fuck is up. <laughs> So was does that mean I'm born in 2000? Does that mean I was born in the last millennium? Yes. You know what? I'm all for your argument. I can say yeah. I was born last. We millennium. were both born in this last millennium. Let's go. All right. All right. You know what? I agree with your argument yeah. now. All right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. So cool. yeah. tomorrow we have we have on uh, we're gonna be having on uh, Saad, Saad Yusuf, Marin Angus, uh, Scott Powers, and uh, Brad Crisco. Is like PTSD. Yeah, yeah but know, no. Just like tomorrow's training again. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome it's like three hours in a row and then i think we have brad crisco on like later in the night so that's gonna be that uh, that episode will be out tuesday though just because i want to follow the friday tuesday schedule it's just gonna be all four it's just gonna be all four of those together right yeah, it's all jam-packed jam-packed oh, that's goodies. gonna be great that's yeah, gonna, gonna be a fantastic episode, awesome. and we gotta prep for that right yeah. after this well, oh yeah <laughs> sort of kind of yeah yeah sort of kind oh, of or leave it yeah, to the last it, minute which is usually what we do but you know it, no, it always works enough. out it always works out yeah that's the thing too we we really do like not even procrastinate. It's just like I'll just like do little things, and I'm like, eh, I'll like, no, no, it is procrastinate. I do procrastinate. Uh, <laughs> and then like the, and a few hours before, I'm just like, oh, and then I just 
do all of my like research on the guests or like the, the shit that I want to talk about. And then it always ends up well, which I highly don't recommend, but yeah. It always works out. More. We've never had a moment where it's like, oh boy, what do we do? Yeah, Especially with a guest. Very shocking. Uh, honestly, we've been blessed we, in that aspect. We've had more issues with just us yeah. <laughs> than we have with a guest. <laughs> that says a lot about our guests and uh, not a yes. lot about us. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, yeah, shit. Um, follow the boys on Twitter. And uh, yeah, but if you actually, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you know, if you, if you're listening to this, you probably follow us on Twitter, but just for the sake of it, um, I am at Shaitan Faithful Pierce. I believe you're at, you say it. I don't fucking know. Pierce W stuff. Pierce W stuff. I, I'm and trying that's... to be somewhat professional now, kind of, even though that's not working, but you know. What are we ever? I can at least try. It's, yeah, it's out there. That's what, Paul, that's what politicians do, so why can't I do it? Why uh, get shit for it? All right. So first podcast of twenty twenty one, even the decade. Um <laughs> but for real though, I hope everyone's year of twenty twenty one is great. I think it's gonna be a great year for the PJs cast. We had a phenomenal twenty twenty, but I think we can take another step in twenty twenty one. So thank you everyone for tuning in and uh yeah, enjoy your uh, New Year's uh, celebration. And peace, y'all. Enjoy the new Talk. decade. Have a great yeah. time. And you'll yeah. you'll especially enjoy the new podcast. So uh, talk to you guys next time when we have on uh, Saad Yusuf, Marin Angus, Scott Powers, and Brad Crisco. Bye, everyone. Peace.